Hello, it's your host, Kat Walsh, and you're listening to another episode of Trip On This. This podcast is for mature audiences and is not suitable for young children. Trip On This is intended for entertainment purposes only, and we do not condone the use of illegal substances. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Trip On This. My next guests are Zach and Sandra Walker. They're a husband-wife duo behind the psychedelic jewelry and apparel brand, Lord Basil. This episode is unlike any episode that I've recorded so far. Of course, we talk about their psychedelic experiences, psychedelics as a whole, why psychedelics, for instance, went up dramatically in 2020, but we kind of get into some other topics, aka energy, aliens, spirituality, We really go there. So needless to say, if you were looking for a psychedelic podcast, you found it. This episode's really important to me, actually. And the reason why is two months ago when we had recorded this, everything that we spoke about was very much aligned to what I believe. But I didn't say a lot on this podcast about a lot of what I believe because I was scared. Ultimately, I was fearful around what people would think, And Sandra does an excellent job of actually talking a lot about what I feel is the truth for me as well. And I just want to say that here because I don't really elaborate as much. She does a wonderful job, as does Zach, about speaking a lot of truth, at least for myself and for them. I'll say this right here to everyone, and that is my truth for myself is that I believe that we're all energetic beings of light, that our consciousness is are eternal, that we've lived many lifetimes before, perhaps many cosmic lifetimes before. And I recognize how fearful I was around saying that. And and still, you know, and still having a little feelings of like, uh-oh, what are people going to think? But this is me standing in my truth. And this is what Trip on This is all about, is accessing and stepping into one's own power and one's own truth. And whether that is yours or not, that's cool. I'm just, you know, I'm trying to really highlight again where where this psychedelic journey has begun and how my spirituality has really allowed me to come out and be myself. And I feel like that's something that we can all do and should. I mean, we are all, we all have a unique soul signature and... Yeah, I won't go too much into that, but really this episode is a lot of fun. It's different. I can't wait to hear what you all think about it. A few things before the episode begins. If you are enjoying this, of course, please send it out to your friends and family. Like it, subscribe. It is all super helpful for me. If you want to help support me, there are donation links in the copy of this episode. And if you're not following me on socials, please do so at tripontis underscore pod. Again, that's at tripontis underscore pod for Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And backslash tripontispod for Facebook. And with that... Please enjoy this most definitely psychedelic podcast with Zach and Sandra Walker. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Trip on This. My next guests are Zach and Sandra Walker. They are behind the psychedelic fashion brand Lord Basil. I had a chance to speak with them a couple weeks ago, and the second I got off the phone with them, I was like, I just want to be friends with them. I am... (laughs) So pumped that they're here today with me. Welcome to the show. Hey. Hey, thank you for thanks having so, us. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. Great Ab- to be here. Absolutely. Yeah, I love loving the cozy vibes. It's okay, great. Hey, right? It's, yeah. it's cute in here. No, it's awesome. I love it. I love it. <laughs> love it. So I love that you guys are a husband and wife team. And before we get into the psychedelics of it all, and I'd love to know, like, when did you guys meet? And as a quick follow-up, when did you start working together after meeting? Oh. Great question. What a story. Yeah, you want me to take it? (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Let's see what your point is. We met in Chicago. Both of us went to Indiana University and, you know, we had the opportunity to have our paths cross after school while we were both in Chicago. And then, you know, we just, we we connected over our love of music 
yeah. uh, initially. Yeah. And that's what drew us together. And it for me, it was like she was she was dropping tracks at this party we were at. And I was like, who's this girl? Just like getting up there, like grabbing the iPod, dropping tracks. It's like, it's a rarity, I feel iPod, like. Yeah. I, well, I'm dating myself. So yes. Yeah. I, yeah iPods. I was on the Oxford and the iPod. <laughs> yeah, you're, 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 right, you're right there with me. I was like, hey, I was tracking yeah. with the iPod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know all about that. <laughs> yeah. So, and from there, we just connected and one thing led to the next and now we're married. Yeah. Whoa. And in terms of working together, I think it, it started right off the bat because at that time, Zach was running a, a music blog. And so I was a big music person. Mm-hmm. He came from the world of hip hop. I was more so in the like electronic music world. And so I think what we started doing when we first started talking, this is so crazy. Spotify used to have this feature where you can like send people songs with a message. So like our our starting conversations were like literally sending Spotify DMs back and forth. Yeah, basically. Okay. That, that is that is that is how you send like love notes. Yeah. Like, yeah. hi, do you this we is a literally song that really like, like Yeah, we were yeah. like sending yeah. Spotify DMs like on and so I remember I'd be at work like refreshing my Spotify platform to see if like this boy messaged me. And then from there like we I don't know, we we've both been like very we always try to have a lot of projects outside of our, like our nine to five. And yeah. so we, I think we supported each other in those projects and, and like gave our input and I like loved Zach's creativity and his vision. And so like, I think we played the, off each other for a really long yeah, time. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. when it comes to the working stuff, right off the bat, we started to notice this chemistry where, where I didn't kind of excel or didn't have something that I brought to the table. She complimented me. She was like that second half, so to speak. Right. Mm-hmm. Where we were like, holy shit. Like this is. This is like a match, like perfect match. Yeah. Match made you can jam out yeah. and you can put together bomb business ideas. Yeah. Like pretty yeah, good. Yeah. Right, right. And you love each other. Check, check, check. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's been working ever since. I mean, listen, you know, like any any sort of business relationship <laughs> or relationship, you have those up and down moments and sure. we've had our fair share. But I think going into a business sort of arrangement from a relationship when you already have such a solid relationship it just you know it's going to lead itself to be successful yeah yeah absolutely and it allows you to work through things that might not come up in your relationship because now Mm -hmm. you have to be like business partners on top of roommates on top of friends on top of lovers and so it's just like a different layer that you add into there but I think it's it's really good because it kind of pushes you professionally or like unearths the the shadows of your professional world so to speak because you have a person that knows you so deeply being like pushing you however they know that you need to be pushed and how beautiful that you are able to see each other also in that light there's Mm -hmm. probably most couples that don't get to see their partner in a setting in a work setting to see them shine to see like you were saying like those the how she compliments certain aspects where maybe it's a little bit more of a blind spot for you and it's that's just such a unique pairing because I don't I don't know that that's super common and I just think that's awesome and I definitely hope that one day I can definitely have somebody who can be a partner with me in life and on all levels like that. You will. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure absolutely. So if anybody's watching, I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Uh, yeah. Just kidding. Just kidding. All right. So Lord Basil. Yeah. Let, let's talk about it. I think this is a perfect segue into those watching and listening. It is a psychedelic brand and I think it's just important for the bigger conversation we're going to have. Sure. So Tell us about the brand. What inspired you to start it? Yeah, so I've I like to keep kind of Sandra kind of alluded to this about how we like to keep ourselves involved with different projects, and I find that I'm gravitated more towards projects that involve my creativity. Right? I've mm-hmm. got you know this crazy brain, all these ideas floating, mm-hmm. and I'm like, how do I bring what's in here like into the world? I think I've always been about doing something related to that, mm-hmm. but for for most of the time, I've been a tech nerd and so it's always revolved around websites or it's some some sort of technology and finally I was like how do I bring kind of this creative idea that I have about you know making something that correlates with psychedelics and just mm-hmm. like drug culture because I've always been drawn to I mean you go back in time to like that summer of love and the hippies mm-hmm. and that movement where you know you've got all those bands like Grateful Dead doing like acid yeah. tests and 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 all of that I've always been drawn to and so I was like I think there could be something here that kind of ties in that level of drug culture but then 
goes beyond that, right? Where sure. it brings that awareness to kind of what we're seeing in society right now with, with psychedelics. And so uh, for me, I was like, okay, every, everything needs a story. There needs to be something that helps people gravitate towards it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, let's just build a brand, a jewelry brand that ties in that message that I want to kind of get out there to more people, put, put some crazy stories behind it and see if people like it. That's yeah. literally what it was. And so she was like, I think you're onto something mm -hmm. that could work. But also like, what do you know about jewelry? Have you, right. I was like, have you ever made jewelry? Like, oh my God, I sure? love that. Wait, are keep you sharing sure that? This because... is the world that, yeah, because <laughs> I think it's like you said, he was always doing websites. He was a music blogger. Like, you know, we, he was plugged into tech and culture, but to create a, you know, a gold jewelry line, you know, you, you think about where do you go where do you go to even do that and so that that process is awesome to watch him do i was very much hands off of it but to figure it out to get the flow to like mm -hmm. i remember the first prototypes were awful and i say that <laughs> it was a learning experience and so to get to get yeah. through to get through that that experience of like how do we what do we do how do we source this how do we put our like love into it see and that and you're seeing that balance play out as we speak right <laughs> yes. you yes. can see like i'm over here like we're gonna do this and this creative <laughs> idea and what about this and she's like whoa like you've never even created jewelry before what are you talking about <laughs> yeah. yeah you know yeah. so so it's she helps kind of bring me back down to reality in a sense sure. um the capricorn yeah, yeah exactly yeah, just like earth you know like, yeah. yeah like okay but what's the practical plan here yeah honey? exactly yeah. so you know just being a lover of psychedelics and i've done them several times i i understand it i get it and i was like let's let's see if this works and if mm -hmm. people will resonate with what we what we create so we started with the the smiley face which has the third eye mm -hmm. um and the story behind it was, you know, there's this guy who is kind of down and out in Los Angeles and he ends up getting scooped up to go to this party in the hills, ends up taking some psychedelics and is walking around and everyone's got, uh, you know, their third eyes out and it's everyone's having a great time. So it kind of, you know, that's the, the condensed version. Right. Mm -hmm. But people were really into it. And, and because it's also fine gold jewelry, yeah. you know, we wanted to take that approach too, where it, it's something that lasts forever. It's real gold. It holds value and mm -hmm. it's quality. It's not like costume jewelry. That's going to end up in the trash or yeah. some landfill in like a year or something, you know, yeah. when they're like, okay, I'm done with this. And people genuinely were interested in it. And mm -hmm. I think both of us were kind of like, Whoa, there might be something here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and yeah, go ahead. No, and I, I, for me, I think I I resonated with that so much, but even with the stories, I was like, I want these conversations to come out into the world. I mean, for I come from a also kind of a tech background, health tech background, but I think if I could have my, I, I think the things that I gravitate to from a passion perspective are like spirituality mm -hmm. and, you know, the the deep knowledge of the universe that we are still all unearthing. So I'm like, if we can start a conversation about the third eye and link it back to the pineal gland or talk mm -hmm. about, you know, aliens and, and uh, a conversation about how, yeah, there might be different entities on this planet, but like we need to meet them from a place of love and mm -hmm. embrace them and, and, and talk about that versus like the little green guys that we see on movies, just starting those conversations uh, and, uh -huh. and weaving in, you know, the, the deep beliefs that I, I feel that people should be waking up to or seeing was really exciting for me because you can you can blend that with culture, you know, yes. and and make it more mainstream and make it art at the same time and remove the stigma from it. So it just started checking all these boxes and then the prototype started getting better. And I was like, all right, we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> this is exciting. Yeah. 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 You were speaking my language, girl. I'm going to be talking to you a lot about just. Yeah. Yeah. You just. If we want to talk aliens, I'm your girl. I <laughs> want to talk aliens. Uh, we should definitely <laughs> talk aliens, for yeah, sure. Yeah. I am very much uh, about that. In terms of, you know, I think for myself, I look at, for instance, this podcast is not only just sharing, right, and starting that conversation and opening people's minds to perhaps a, a new story that they hadn't heard before and that's not from high school or from mm -hmm. one person. But the, the next big thing that I think of is the decriminalization of magic mushrooms and the legalization or or honestly all psychedelics mm -hmm. in my mind. I would go so far as to say like the whole war on drugs needs to be reshifted. I think Oregon is onto something. Yeah, they definitely are. Yeah, I love to see what's going on up there. Yeah, I'm I'm going to be 
I'm going to be watching that a lot and just how that goes. But are those some of the things to you that you guys are thinking about as well? What would the importance of, let's say, legalization or decriminalization be to you both on a kind of a societal level? Yeah, great question. I think the first thing that for me that comes to mind is uh, expunging records, right? You think about people who are are incarcerated from, uh, it could be even minor offenses, right? Imagine you're some kid and maybe you got like a a quarter of mushrooms one time and and you you have a record, right? Because it's a felony. It's a controlled Mm -hmm. substance. It's it's like a schedule one with heroin. Okay, let's like. And they say it's like addictive and dangerous. No, no. um, no. Gateway. Yeah. No. <laughs> no medical, no medical properties. And so it's so crazy how antiquated things are. So for me, when we talk about and when decriminalization comes up, I'm like, yeah, just wipe away those low level minor drug offenses and let yeah. those people get back to their life or not have a record. Right. Because that affects a lot of aspects of people's lives oh God, uh, like to getting huge. a job. Yeah. yeah question the narrative too why why have we been told that these substances have no Mm -hmm. medical background Mm -hmm. have no use in society um and you look back at like when that all started to happen in the you know in the 60s where these drugs became dangerous but they became dangerous to the system you know they Mm -hmm. they weren't dangerous to us they were dangerous to the people that wanted to have control over society or at least that's my personal opinion Uh, my i will second that yeah yeah and so you know right now i mean god like look at any anything that's happening in our society whether it is the the reach of big pharma and the opioid crisis and everyone just popping Xanax and this and that to like escape mm-hmm. the reality they have when there's there's a different way to view their reality and to create their reality if they mm-hmm. they're if they have the tools to be able to do so yeah. you know looking at uh, anxiety and depression and what these substances can do on a therapeutic basis what they can do on a just you know, bringing more love into the world basis. Yeah. We're like, geez, we need that so bad right now. And when you look at kind of psychedelics, you know, in history, the last time there was like this big, I guess, like shit. I mean, the shift's been happening, but it started in the 60s where there was, you know, so much civil unrest. We were going to a war that, mm-hmm. you know, we, a lot of people didn't agree with. There was issues with the government, issues with the racism. I mean, there's so many layers of that that we're seeing continue to boil to the surface today Mm -hmm. and one of the ways that people opened up their minds to think innovatively and know that there's a different way to combat these problems was through the use of psychedelics and so for me I'm like how do we start thinking differently how do we solve the problems that we have because we we all know that there's problems in society right now that we really really need to address and so Perhaps this is a, a key to unlocking mm-hmm. how we can do that. And we can do that through community. We can do that through our health. We can do that through mindfulness, through mm-hmm. all of these ways that, that can open up through kind of the gateway of, of psychedelics. Just on what you were saying, so beautifully said, by the way. Oh, thank, thank you. you. And Ooh, I get passionate about that. <laughs> no, I mean, Are really, you a I, professional? I, no, I'm, no, I'm yeah, passionate that's... listening to you. I'm like, th- <laughs> whatever she said, I agree. Um, yeah. But what I think it is, and come back to the system that we're talking about, is fear. Yeah. Fear, fear is how you control people. Yeah. And when you're not thinking for yourself and you aren't you know, for me, a psychedelic, I tapped into my own power. Mm-hmm. I got to see I was capable of a lot more than I ever thought, that I was ever told I could think. Mm-hmm. Like, how dare I think I could do what I, like, follow my dreams, really. Mm-hmm. I know they say the American dream, but there's so, not really. Like, then yeah. it's just control, control, control. Coming back to that, it, it's an interesting moment that psychedelics are having this resurgence. I do hope that it continues. I do hope that it goes quickly so that we can have more people wake up hopefully and wake up to their own power. Mm-hmm. What I want to ask you both is you, you were talking about big pharma. What's interesting right now is there's a lot of psychedelic pharmaceutical companies mm-hmm. jumping in right now. Yeah. I'm of course of, of two minds, but I'm, I'm curious about what are your thoughts on that? You, you had like a, you were like, yeah, like, yeah. like, I, mean, so, I don't know. So I, I, I battle with that because there's the one thought where it continues to destigmatize this. It there's science that's backing the fact that these drugs are therapeutic or these plant medicines and substances are therapeutic. And I think that if brought to society the right way, we're going to be able to really benefit, but what I don't want to see happen is to have this be flipped into a profit game. 
and the, and that's that's the story of of our you know of, of this system that I that we're yeah. trying to break and I think the beautiful thing about you know let's say plant medicines is you can grow them there's certain ones where you should be taking them with somebody that is mm-hmm. a shaman or experienced and really bringing you through the journey in that plant medicine but then there is that that question of you know what happens when when it's a profit game and yeah it's i think controlled in a different way yeah. yeah i think no matter what you're gonna have that that money trickling in right sure. um and and we're even invested in some of those psychedelic yeah. companies that are developing you know their version of uh psychedelic therapies yep. and and you know mind matter compass yeah mind med being one of them we're we're, we're really closely following what the maps organization yeah. is doing you know for for Lord Basil, that's, we wanted to be able to give back, right? And yeah. so one of those organizations that really resonated with us and we liked what they were doing and bringing to the table in terms of the research and the clinical studies they were sure. doing. So, um, you know, percentage of our profits goes to uh, MAPS in order to continue to help them further their research. So we're definitely, I think, you know, we, we believe in what some of these organizations are doing, these pharmaceutical mm-hmm. organizations as well. But when you do bring in the conversation of money and for sure. profit, the waters get muddied a little bit. But at the end of the day, would you rather have, you know, the pharmaceutical companies we have now that are for profit feeding us what they are or trying to mm-hmm. push what they are? Or would you rather have alternatives, which yeah. still for profit, but... Yeah. They're much better for you, right? Yeah. I'm of both. I'm of two minds too. Yeah. Exactly like that because the truth is, good. From one, just the the stigma. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, suddenly, I'm able to have a podcast like this, and it's not so scary. And people are much more willing to talk on it. And I think 2021 is going to be. If we thought 2020 was psychedelics, it's going to be exploding this year. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a lot to do with the help of people being like, okay, so you're not. It's not so bad to do that. Yeah. But also just, you know, I think there's a lot of people that want to know where something comes from, Mm -hmm. right? Like a a very official. Absolutely. Right? Like, you know, look, I'm obviously, none of us are like, I'm like, yeah, my friend said those mushrooms are good. Like, (laughs) works for me. Like, that that acid, you liked it? Awesome. That's about all my testing. Got the referral. All right. But let's let's be honest. There's a lot of people that probably want to know it's a little bit more sure. yeah. uh you know tested and legit and mm-hmm. all that good stuff and that therefore they're going to be able to benefit too and so that is the good thing and look hopefully good abundance you know look i like nice things yeah. too you know i'm not going to say like oh fuck that but it's just i'm hoping that they they eat some mushrooms and also i was make gonna decisions say hopefully for the, they're getting the high on their own supply yeah. yeah we don't and it's and it's okay and, and it's like you said you know i think that that's one thing that i've like even recognized is like the dosages or how you're yeah. taking it or t- or you know backing it with science and like you said destigmatizing it i mean i think let's say five years ago if i was invited on a f- psychedelic podcast i'd be like um what about my career and like mm-hmm. what's my thoughts so true yeah but i will say <sighs> that i did notice the destigmatization once i started to work in the tech world here yes, yes. and it was interesting because like i've always kind of i'm i'm a very private person especially at work and so i kind of kept it quiet and then like would hear people that i work with and like executives and different people starting mm-hmm. to talk about mushrooms or acid experiences or going to Burning Man and You're I like, was wait like, a wait second. a minute. Like, <laughs> we're, all, we're all doing this just, you know, kind yeah. of keeping quiet on it. But yeah, I think that that's, that's also kind of got my my wheels turning in the sense of it's it's coming whether you like it or not and your grandma might be on acid one day and it's yeah gonna be great <laughs> but i did mushrooms with my parents and it was awesome they're much older yeah yeah, yeah. so it's it's coming it's coming guys yeah and somebody's like shuddering at home i'm just kidding <laughs> no that's great though that you can have that experience and be able to do it with your parents i mean i always yeah. think about for me my parents i was raised uh, very by the book let's say mm-hmm. right and and the idea of my parents taking psychedelics is crazy to me. I'm like, whoa, like, what would that be like? And I kind of like envision it, you know, 
But uh, I think that's great that you, you've been able to have that experience mm-hmm. with yours. I'm yeah. sure it was beautiful. Oh, my God. It was amazing. I talked about another episode. Or I'll, I'll talk about it after this with uh-huh. you guys sure. and tell you about it because it was pretty awesome. That's cool. But that. you know what? You were saying about Sigma. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when I, I used to work at a large talent agency called CAA, I was so by the book in mm-hmm. that, I, I mean, I wasn't personally in my personal life, but so private, so afraid of what everybody thought. And I'm. God, I think back, I'm like, how fucking boring to live. Like, how boring. But that's what I was in, you know? Like, I wanted to be an agent. I'm at this big agency and all this stuff. And I remember I really wanted to go to EDC. This is between 2009. I was at CA from 2009 to 2012. So it was, like, right in the height of when, like, Avicii Mm -hmm. and and the Swedish House Mafia, like, David Guetta, that whole wave, right? Dead Mouse and, like, that whole kind of... And so I was like, oh my God, I just wanted to go so bad. I was obsessed, but I, I wouldn't even tell people that I didn't actually end up going to EDC, but I wouldn't even tell people that I was going or that if I went, I wouldn't take any pictures because that association with mm-hmm. me, because if you go to EDC, I'm pretty sure it's like, I'm on a s- schedule one narcotic, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, right. like probably yeah. all my friends are. Yeah. 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 And it's just funny to see. Fast forward, I have a whole podcast about fucking psychedelics. And yeah. I don't just talk about that. I talk about ecstasy. I've talked about partying in my life. Like, yeah. it's so is, liberating. Isn't it? To, yeah, I was going to say freeing. I would go to festivals yeah. and I'd be like, I'm going on a camping trip with my friends. Like, yeah, it was For to real. Electric she Forest. And, <laughs> yeah. and I was camping at the festival. Yeah. Like, but well, like, you're not yeah, wrong. Going camping. <laughs> All, right. All the other stuff nobody yeah. needs to know. Yeah. You know, I'm like, we're going to Electric Forest. <laughs> like, what? <"Whoa." laughs> Outfit. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's great to hear that you're now at the point where you are just you're in. It's very freeing. You're you're like free to be who Cat is, and yes. this is me. You know, yes. this these this is what I've done. These are the experiences I've had. Like, you don't like it? Like, change the channel. Go listen to a different podcast. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to psychedelics for that. Because uh, this is really like, it's recent that I've really gotten to step into my own. I have the words liberation written on my refrigerator Mm -hmm. because that is what it did for me and why this means so much to me, this Mm -hmm. podcast, because I want everyone to have the opportunity if they want, hopefully legally, to liberate their minds Mm -hmm. and to step into the truth of who you are and just being like, yeah, and it feels really good for those watching and listening yeah. really good to just be like this is what i this is who i am yeah yeah and no. remember that person that you are like that's mm-hmm. what i found through my experience is that i go into this like when i when i first started experimenting like that childlike state that now i, I say childlike but it was just like that purity of my soul where yeah. i was you know like the happiness the joy that everything that came out of me was like me at in my most natural state be before the world started to tell me what I was supposed to be or how I was supposed to do everything else, you know? Yep. And that's what was so exciting. Cause I was like, wait, like this is, this is me. And I think I've been able, then you're able to integrate that into your life. And, and the more you integrate it, it's so much magic happens. This is, this is a perfect segue. Let's talk about your personal psychedelic experiences. Okay. So I'll just, both of you take turns. When did your exploration begin mm-hmm. and what have you dabbled with? So my exploration began, so I studied abroad in college. I went to Amsterdam um, because it was a beautiful city to start. And uh, she knew what she was doing. So I mean, it was not a bad idea, but um, yeah, I'm originally from Europe. So I think Amsterdam was a city that I hadn't visited. And so I was really kind of interested in just Mm -hmm. everything that was going on on top of, you know, the culture there. And so that was my first experience. And so I think that that really opened up my mind because you're, I think the the tolerance in Holland is incredible. You know, you can walk at that time, and I think the laws have kind of flipped and flopped a little bit since then. But mm-hmm. at that time, we went to, you know, you walked into a store, you can buy magic mushrooms out of a refrigerator. Not only were you buying magic mushrooms, but you can decide, like, what the different mushrooms mm-hmm. were. And so it was like, do you want more of a body high? Do you want more of a head high? Do you want to hallucinate? And then... With that, you got, like, a nice little card that was, like, we have this, like, really chill zone back here. If you have a bad trip, like, just come back. And there was, like, clouds and, like. Wow. Yeah, they had, like, a really cool, like, 
hangout spot in the back of their shop <laughs> where like if things went wrong there's like a ton of bean bags and like cool things on the walls that you could like come back and they would that. make sure that you were you were doing okay and so just seeing that like really showed me really quickly that there this isn't something that like is going to be a danger to me yeah. and so that experience was I think I was still like a little too young in my brain personally because mm -hmm. I I had a good time but I also didn't know myself enough or like have the self-awareness to not to not go into certain places in my thoughts and whatever because yeah. I was I don't know maybe like 20 years old or something like yeah. that but then moving forward it was all beautiful rainbows and butterflies yeah but it's good That's to good. it's yeah. it's nice to have some of those like tougher yeah you you learn a lot yeah you learn a lot well I think you just learn to control your your thoughts yeah and that if you don't know that and you don't have that skill set like you it can take you anywhere and everywhere you learn but a, being able to like reel them in and to know like hey this is not reality all the way I think I just had like a paper to do and I was like I gotta go back I gotta That's go back worst. and do my paper <laughs> and then I tried to like walk over the bridge on the canal and I was like this is a bad idea I can't walk over that bridge and I like went back to the park and sat down with and then friends. you sat in anxiety thinking yeah, about the paper you're yeah. like right but I can't get over the bridge no yeah exactly what a dilemma like, guess I'll sit here with these flowers <laughs> in the park and like eat strawberries that sounds was, better to be yeah, honest a, don't do <laughs> don't do shrooms when you have homework moral of the story yeah don't do shrooms when you have anything to do yeah yeah like, exactly just, any responsibilities any no, responsibility, so to speak don't, yeah don't. so to speak that's okay. so funny what yeah. about you zach so my first psychedelic experience happened in college i i feel like going back to living by the book when i went off to mm -hmm. uh college i sort of was curious about a lot of things and one of those things was obviously psychedelics i mean you I think growing up, you see the stories, you hear the stories, you hear things like, oh, don't take psychedelics, you'll jump out of a window and die. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like yep. thinking you can fly. I think yep. everyone probably yeah. has heard that yep. at, yep. at some point in their life, the right? story. Yeah. yeah. From yeah. the 60s. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So a friend had some mushroom chocolates. It was... Um, I spent my freshman year going to school in Colorado. I was in a small liberal arts school in a mountain town. Mm -hmm. And it was during wintertime because I remember eating these mushroom chocolates. The snow was falling. It just snowed so much. And everyone was like, grab your snowboards. Like, let's go snowboarding. The, the school was at the top of a, a hill. So you were able to go down to the base. Um, mm -hmm. and we, and it was crazy because we just ate these mushroom chocolates and then went out and played in the snow. And so it was a pretty wild experience mm -hmm. being my first mushroom trip, not really knowing like what to expect. Obviously, I've heard stories. People are hallucinating this and yeah. that. But then later on, I went back to my, my dorm room thinking, OK, cool. That was a great experience. And I laid down realizing, OK, that you're not done, right? You can't just, you, you can't yeah, just. I'm I'm, but I'm like not in the snow anymore. Right. Like, I, mean. a, I think I'm going to, I'm going to call it guys. I'm going to go to bed and you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and, and that obviously didn't happen. And so then I started going through, you know, all the, the mental gymnastics, right? I cried. I was like, my mm. parent, I'm here on drugs and my parents, uh. like, what are they going to think? I'm like, what kind of person am I? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just went through all of that. But I think after just going through that as my first psychedelic experience I just came away with a different understanding of like how to approach it like the next time because of course I was curious I wasn't like oh that was terrible I'm never doing it again I was like let's keep dabbling and see yeah. here because you know you hear of the proverbial bad trip and mm -hmm. so I think she you kind of alluded to that about like you know uh, being able to navigate your thinking and your yes. thoughts and how to kind of almost control them and now I feel like we're seasoned veterans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, that's when I'm going to Chasha Tree. Too. There you go. By myself. Yeah. And I'm going to have a good old time. Cause I, because I, because now I'm like, okay, I've, I've got the tools. It's not to say like, look, I always go with a level of reverence. Like I'm never going to be like, I got this. Cause that's, sure. the, that's the moment. Like the mushrooms in my closet are going to be like, do you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I respect you always. Absolutely. No, I, everything I think 
demands a certain level of respect anything in life yes, right we were having sure. a conversation about uh we're, we're really big into skiing and snowboarding and my mm -hmm. brother lives in park city and he was sharing a news story about this this kid who died in an avalanche this week and mm -hmm. then the conversation of how some people go out and they do certain things and they don't show certain things the respect that it deserves mm -hmm. and they're getting whacked in the ass in some degree right yeah. and i think you can attribute that to a lot of different things including yeah. psychedelics for sure yeah for sure yeah can you guys talk about one of either the most profound or funny or wild psychedelic experiences you've ever had I feel like yeah. it should be the joint story of Michigan. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I don't know. I that's, that's immediately my, what comes to mind. That's one of my most fun experiences. So we actually had like a, I would say it wasn't planned. And that's kind of the, that's I think some of the, the better experiences that I've, I've had too because they're so spontaneous. But we honestly went out to brunch and decided to do a bottomless brunch with some friends. We were, we were up in a, a cabin in Michigan and there's probably like 10 of us mm -hmm. and we had no idea that somebody had brought some doses with them and so we had some mimosas go back this this friend of ours is like should we do doses and mimosas and probably in in other situations I might have been like no I don't know mm -hmm. like maybe not today I would have like thought about we've been drinking yeah what, like, but mm -hmm. it seemed like a good idea and it was <laughs> and it was we were at a cabin in the in the middle of nowhere yeah and, and that in the, actually in the, sounds like a good idea yeah, yeah in the yeah. winter time so we we were like okay like. it was uh it, it was a great idea um but what ended up happening or this is how the trip kind of started is we all started kind of tripping and we realized that there's something wrong with the water like something's something's going on with the plumbing and the owner of the house is not in the mindset to like fix the plumbing or figure it out and so he's like hey i'm gonna just like have to shut off the water and so you know my survival skills kicked in at the snowy day and i was like we got to go outside. Like, we got to get pots of water. We're going to boil it <laughs> to, like, drink. I don't, I have no idea. We were, yeah, we, like, ran outside. We were like, we have to have water, so we can't be, like, tripping and have no water. Yeah. So we were like, let's just boil the snow. That's yeah, actually so we all excellent walk, idea. We all, like, ten of us <laughs> run outside with, like, Like pots. crazy people. Like, no, I mean, it was good because, like, I think, like, our survival instincts, like, really shined through that. Yeah, experience. I think so. We were like, listen, it's all okay. We don't need water. We have this snow. We have some beer and that's kind of how it started off but then we went this like magical frolic through the woods yeah so um, like the cabin was like tucked against like this forest right mm -hmm. and it's all winter it's snowed it and so everyone geared up yeah, everyone geared up after we like got the water situation yeah. figured out you know we we're like <laughs> a, like 18 and yeah things water yeah it only took like three hours <laughs> <laughs> and then so we all got our gear on and we're like let's go venture into this forest go explore and we did and so we're like climbing through these trees and there's like a small little creek and we're just like this is insane like so magical and we just keep going and we keep going and then we see this clearing just like it starts to like open up and we're like okay well we have to keep going to see like what's on the other side and we just come around and we just look afar and there's just like this farm and these horses are just kind of just like sitting there looking at us. So we're, we're looking at the horses like coming out of this forest and they're just like stationary kind of staring back at us. And we're all like, were they wait, we were it wild horses? I think no, I think it was the neighbor's horses. He was probably like, who the hell are these people? <laughs> like, but we like emerged from the forest and we got so excited that there was horses that we like started. Everyone running. starts running towards them. Oh and the horses just saw us and like turned around and started running the other way and we we're like, Okay, this is probably a bad idea. Yeah. We're just <laughs> we running at back. horses. We need to go back in the woods. But yeah, it was But just... then it was like right around sunset, so the sun yeah. started to go down and it was just kind of one of those, you know, uh, profound fun it just was one of those trips that we had collectively where i think it was the combination of not only being with people you really like and care about you're in a, a really beautiful setting we're able to explore nature and just be outside and kind of have that component and then you have your safe space right back at the cabin with like all the boiled water that you could want <laughs> yeah, right? so, yes, yes. so <laughs> i think it, it was just it had all the recipes for just like such a great experience and feeling that kind of love and connection that you know you can feel when you're on psychedelics with those people close to you Absolutely. so yeah. it was awesome because i think it's you have like those like different scenes that happen like it was like scene one you're, you're yeah. boiling water and getting <laughs> snow getting snow from the outside and boiling it like scene two going through the woods and then mm -hmm. we like you know the 
probably one of my top 10 sunsets of of life was that mm-hmm. sunset that it we was saw. Really cool. And then yeah, just going back and like hanging out by the fire and everybody snuggling up and just going deep about life and um mm-hmm. and being able to have those really beautiful conversations and then just being so bonded afterwards too. Yeah. You know that next morning that breakfast is so great cuz you look around at the people that you're with and you're like I really love these people and I've I've connected on uh, with them on such a deeper frequency mm-hmm. through that shared experience. And what's so beautiful, I think, is like when you're, I don't know if you've had this experience, but when you're like tripping in a group of people, I feel like you're all on this common wave. Like oh, yes. you're just, you see the same things, you, you experience it in the same way. And just being able to be on that like kind of shared brain with like group yeah. is so cool. Because yeah. that doesn't, I mean, it happens sometimes in, in real life, but, but just knowing that that's there for us yeah. to access all the time is so cool. Great. Wait, but the next morning at breakfast, mm-hmm. what did we figure out? Oh, we realized we the water was just fine. There's no reason to oh, turn it off. Oh my like, our, god, that's we hilarious! Like, yeah, we were like ladling like snow into our cups. <laughs> it was. Fine. It was I mean, something. Do you have any snow cones? No, no, I wish we did. That would have been so yeah, sweet. Yeah, that would have been so much better. <laughs> we would have just been hopped up on, like, the sugar or whatever, yeah, like, the sure. syrup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we had, like, pizza and ice cream that night. Because, you know, everyone, like, kind of has a role. And there was, like, that person that was yeah. like, I got this. Like, I'm going to cook the food. I'm going to take care of all of us. Yeah. 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 So it was just, that. it was great. And I, that that experience is so special in my heart. Totally. Yeah. There's nothing better, too, when you're with a group and you are all vibing on that same frequency. Just, like the jokes flying yeah. around, yeah. especially oh if you have like a funny group of friends, like shit is just, it's not just funny because you're on a psychedelic. I don't know about you guys, but like my flow state with just yeah. one liners yeah. popping and like so are my friends. And oh, it's yeah. just so like, it's those moments. It's those like, th- those moments that you're saying, I'm like, damn, like those are the most, some of the most joyful memories in my mm-hmm. life or those shared psychedelic yeah laughs mm-hmm. and the next day your jaw just hurts mm-hmm. from like smiling and laughing so much yep. where you're like please make it stop you <laughs> yep. know like yep. yeah it's good it's so it's so needed that laughter is such a great medicine yeah. i find yeah that's i was gonna say how are we gonna segue into this but what you just said is perfect and it's it's not so much i'm gonna try and not make it a downer but that laughter is needed right and i'm thinking now about Okay, so we're early 2021. In 2020, there was a giant spike in psychedelics mm-hmm. across the board. I was reading a couple articles. They think the amount of acid consumed like probably tripled. Wow. And 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 same with mushrooms. Like it was just all went up. From your vantage points, why do you think that is? Oof. People are stuck inside for sure mm-hmm. and looking to go on an adventure. At least that's what I think. I don't know. I I mean that is one thing. I think there is that recreational aspect of it. Yeah. But I also think that, you know, people are faced with themselves for the first yeah. time in a really long time. And I think that for a lot of people, you know, this seems like very uncertain times. You know, my personal belief is that all of life is uncertain. You literally, you have no yeah. idea, regardless of what's happening in the world, whether it's mm-hmm. 2020 and everything is chaos or you know it's 2019 and and you think that you know what's going to happen the next day but it's all it's all uncertain yeah but I think that that uncertainty and that like flip of the switch that happened Mm -hmm. really has caused people to you know go deeper into you know what are they what are they doing here like who are they in this world and what do they want to move forward with too and so I think that yeah um Yeah, that's kind of, I think for me, like one thing that I've really thought about, you know, psychedelics is like they are that stepping stone to a deeper understanding. And one thing that I I always kind of think about is um, Russell Brand had this quote once when he was like, once you get the message, you you don't have to answer the phone anymore. And I do Mm -hmm. think about that with, you know, any kind of, you know, experiment or experience, you don't have to continue doing these psychedelics. You can have one experience and that is the message that you need. And then Mm -hmm. every time the phone rings again, you don't have to pick it up. I haven't picked up the phone for years at a time. And then there's a period of maybe six months where I'm like, okay, this is, I, I feel like, there's something deeper here that I, I want to explore. Yep. Um, and so I think that people are, are people are just trying to pick up the phone and, and hear what's on the other end and, and yeah. understand more because everything that they've known is 
backwards, forwards, upside down. Like yeah. it's being shaken. Yeah, yeah. and like, nobody knows what the truth is anymore. Like that's a completely subjective experience at this yeah. point. Like there's like two timelines that are essentially splitting of like what people believe to be true or not true. Yeah. And so it could also be like job related too. You know, we talk about like you mentioned, like the triple um, from what normal numbers are. Uh, people taking yeah. more LSD. Just like people not in work, just sitting around at home, mm-hmm. just like, hey, I might as well kind of explore this. I've had a curiosity. I mean, I, we even have a friend who who uh, I would have never guessed would have ever reached out and been like, hey, I'm really interested in trying this. Like, what can you tell me? Cool. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, whoa, like, okay. And she's uh, at home with her parents now. She's like, I think I'm just going to like. Yeah, we'll call her Shirley. Yeah, I think I'm going to try this and just, like, hang out in my bedroom. And I'm like, great. Yeah, whatever whatever you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. We're a phone call away. So I think just, like, that natural curiosity with a lot of people who have found themselves kind of, whether it be down and out, out of a job, just, like, life's so crazy. Like, what comes next for me? I don't know, but... I want to try some things I haven't been before. I've been holding back on a lot of things, or maybe it's holding back on, you know, being who you really are. Right. And, and, and so I think that is probably something I would attribute to uh, the psychedelic use going up. Plus, you know, what you're seeing in the news, right. If you pay attention to the media, now the narrative is, Oh, psychedelics, like they're not that bad. Mm -hmm. They're being decriminalized in places. So I think a a lot of people who may have been scared before to go down the rabbit hole, it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, like I think I can do this now. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's kind of almost like the whole legalization or decriminalization of marijuana is happening again, granted, you know, two different things, but I find that, you know, based on what I'm reading in the news from each different segment of, of, uh, decriminalization efforts, it's very similar in how it's kind of all playing out. Yeah. It's interesting what you were saying just about, like, work, out of work, jobs, whatever, mm-hmm. like the uncertainty yeah. of life. I mean, and, you know, I've talked about this before on, on, on episodes, is the there's so much uncertainty in a psychedelic experience. Yeah. There, there's such yeah. a surrender state mm-hmm. to that experience. And also come back to what you were saying about just going inward and kind of figuring out, like, what am I? Who am I? I do think that there's been a um, a major awakening yeah. that is taking place, and um, I am most definitely a part of it. Yeah. I feel like I was sleeping. Like I really went through a um, an ego death in my life in a lot of different ways. My spiritual life, my career, obviously, like uh, things that I believed, seeing the world differently having a lot more discernment, I guess, yeah. mm-hmm. um, in in everything. I'm basically just sitting back and just allowing for what I perceive as just a lot of an illusion mm-hmm. yeah. a little bit and and just trying to not, not attach so deeply yeah. to the fear so much and kind of like you were talking about spirituality and, and, and really tap into myself and like who I am and why am I here? All of those questions in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people asking those questions too. And I think that that's one thing that, you know, social media can be such a blessing and a curse at the same time. But I do feel that through social media, you're, you're able to have more access to these like different spiritual conversations or deeper questions or people talking about these deeper questions. And so we're all awakening and, Mm -hmm. and ushering in more people to do the same. Cause then once you're awake, you, you, there's no going back from that, no. I find. It's like you yeah. can't have the same kind of conversations without questioning the person, that, not questioning them as a person, but like trying to open up the conversation to more with somebody that might not see it yet, yeah. you know? And I, I I personally believe that everyone has to do it in their own time and in their own way, yeah. and it's it's not going to help to like push people there, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's it's happening and it's happening more and more. And I do believe like from, if we want to go down the woo woo side, like we live on a polarity planet, you Mm -hmm. know? So for all the darkness that is stirring, like the same amount of wonderful light and joy and and every, and awakening is, Mm -hmm. is happening all at the same time. And so I think like as things get more intense, I continue to see that that intensity is met on the other side with people awakening and seeing and, just coming alive and coming back to who they are. Yes. And so that's exciting. You um, know? 
Girl, you were speaking my language. Yes, I, uh, yes, yes. Everything that you said, yes. It, it's true. The the more polarity that happens, I think more people are going to wake up. Whatever the truth is for them, too. Yeah. You know, like we don't, it, whatever that is, it's all subjective, I yeah, suppose. But like, is. just that reality that you, you want to create and like how yeah. you want to program yourself, you know? It, I yeah. think that's the biggest thing is realizing that you're in, in you're in charge. Mm-hmm. I think that has been like the biggest thing. Like I am the creator yeah. of this reality yeah. and taking more responsibility for that mm-hmm. yeah. has been a really important aspect of yeah, my, my spiritual life. Obviously psychedelics really were a part of that. And then just life happening mm-hmm. and just looking at everything being like, okay, I, yeah. Yeah. I wanna, yeah. Do I want to keep doing this? Like, that's and it's it, we were able we are so also fortunate that there is this kind of reset button that's that's being pressed in a sense whether it's with your career having to be inside or you know without all the distractions of like oh I have to go to this brunch and this birthday party and do this and do that and there's like a million Everything. directions that I'm being pulled so there's no time for me to like really think about like who am I what am I doing why am I thinking this way like we've been blessed with this time that was offered to us to be able to do so and I think people are, are able to... What are you doing with it? What are you doing yeah. with it? And how are you using it? And then at the same time, I think there is that stirring of like, you know, here's this documentary about, you know, what you see in your phone is actually being controlled by AI. And this, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. your people, those seeds are being planted all over the place too. So it's it's amazing how it's all happening at once. It's it's a lot happening out yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, a lot. It's a lot. A yeah, lot. but... The energy it's is doing what it's supposed to. Yeah, it is. It's doing what it's supposed to. So I just, yeah, I wake up every day and it sounds really corny, but as like part of what I can do for the human collective as I like literally get up and I dance and I think about every, like I like send out love mm-hmm. as much as I can because that is what we need right now. Yeah. Sure. Like raise the vibe. And it's been so fun to just take, to feel powerful being like me dancing by myself, just consciously thinking about unity mm-hmm. that whether, whether or not that's doing anything, like it makes me feel so good. I'm with you on the dancing and I'm holding joy. Like when everything happened, that was the first thing I, I went to and I was like the, the collective emotions. I, I can't subscribe. I just, somebody has to not do it and we all have to not do it. And, um, I heard this really awesome story the other day um, when all, like, whatever's been going on in, in the news happened. And I was listening to a Clubhouse conversation, and it was with Shaman Durek. I don't know if you're you're familiar with him. He's a, mm-hmm. he's awesome. But he was talking about a time that he lived in Turkey. And in tur- he lived in Turkey for a while, and there was a coup that actually happened there politically. I'm not super well-versed on their mm-hmm. history, but it was, like, pretty intense. The military was called, like, he was, like, in the middle of this coup and this crazy time politically that was happening. Like, all my friends are calling me, telling me to go to the grocery store, do these things, like, you know, just getting right into that fear and scarcity and everything that, you know, that that's coming up when mm-hmm. things like this happen that has been coming up for all of us. And he was like, I don't care about going to the grocery store. We're all going to be fine, you guys. Like, why don't you come over today? We'll put on some music. We'll dance. I'm going to make appetizers. We'll have an arts and crafts night. Like, let's just have fun. Like, we need to have fun. We need to hold the space for fun and for joy. And, like, that resonated so hard with me because I think all of us need to be doing it. And we're being told not to. You know, mm-hmm. we're like, COVID don't times. yeah, no, we're being told not to, not to hold that energy. And so, you know, if we've learned anything from the the oppression of drugs in our society like don't oppress the joy like don't yeah. give in to that piece either at yeah. least that's how i, I yeah. feel about it yeah. yeah yeah you gotta have like some level of of i hate to use the term normalcy because i can't i don't know what else to fill it with but like those things that make us human or who we're like you know, humans are social creatures, okay? And they're like, oh, no socializing. You know, humans like to get together and do things. And just like, so when you wipe all that out and everyone's like stuck inside with all this fear porn coming at them 24 mm-hmm. seven, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. that's, you know, that's what it is. And so much is, is just being fed to us. I don't even know where I was going yeah. with this anymore. Well, but. you have to like, you have to figure out how to transmute those like lower vibrational yeah. energies. Cause yeah. I feel like that and- And I often think about it. It's like, I think people have this like 
from their own experiences like in this lifetime like it's possible that we've all gone through some like crazy traumatic like end of the world stuff in previous lives or you know whatever your belief system is but I feel like it's all kind of getting activated within us and so this is our opportunity to transmute it and shift it and you know Mm -hmm. take away those those energies of like because I think the thing that I see thrown out so much is like not only is it fear but it's like guilt and shame and if you Mm -hmm. do go outside for a walk like you're a horrible person and you're and it's just like there's no we, we're not gonna we're not gonna solve anything by doing that like yeah. we're gonna solve things by coming together by being happy by being in like our highest evolvement highest mm-hmm. vibration so we could solve these problems that we're all facing and, yeah. and help others do it too and lift them up because mm-hmm. like yeah. right now we're not lifting it i mean some people are like i don't want to say that this is a mass thing but we as a society can lift more people up and yeah. and spread joy a yeah. lot more you know yeah. like just, I have yeah. faith. I know a lot of people probably listening, like, I really have always had, like, faith in humanity. Yeah. And okay. I do. Like, I, I know it's, I feel like it's going to be, like, a, a rocky time as we all figure shit out and things are going to get probably crazier before they get better. Mm-hmm. But I do, you know, I do think we're going to be just seeing, yeah, a lot of structured, a lot of shifts, a lot of stuff across the board between politics and mm-hmm. financial systems. Yeah. I mean, at the end, if, if you know? think about it, yeah. Like, was it really working that great for yeah. most of society? And I believe there's a lot of closet dancers out there, you know, like I think because, <laughs> because we've been told we shouldn't yes. be doing all these Kat, things. you're not alone. I know. I just think, I, I really do think that they're like, you know, it's easy to put that, and I to put, put that blanket on of like, this is what we see on the surface and everybody's like all doom and gloom. But like, I do believe that there's so many of us oh, out yeah. there that are like holding the joy, holding totally. that. And whether it's through a Zoom call, whatever it is. We're, there, it's not all that bad too, and I I don't want to also like throw yeah. that blanket on it because yeah. that's part of the problem. So I just I yeah. So everybody, every everybody watching and listening, it's just about keeping the vibes high. Yeah, like yeah. dance every morning, dance like move every that morning. energy, like get that get that flowing. And what is next for Lord Basil? Uh, great question. We've got some new releases coming out uh, jewelry-wise. I think the thing we're most excited about is we're going to do our first apparel drop. So I've been uh, digging through the world of apparel and Mm -hmm. fashion and what it takes to actually create garments from scratch. Um, It it blows my mind. I mean, you think about creating jewelry, right? You're like, okay, we've got some metal. Mm -hmm. We need to like mold it and shape it into what we want, you know. But I find with with doing apparel, there's this whole level of creativity that comes into it. And it's just, it seems bound uh, endless. Like there's so many, so many options and choices and ways you can do things. So for us, I think that's what we're most excited about is stepping into the world of apparel and being able to share kind of our story and, and the, um, you know, open up the conversation around uh, psychedelics uh, in a whole different way. Cause I don't think there are many brands right now doing that. And so uh, we're about to be first, I think, maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't say first. I'm sure there's, I don't Some? know, ideas. I feel like there's probably, like, a bunch of people that got that little idea drop somewhere. Probably, but yeah. But, yeah, I think, um, you know, jewelry, like, is such a small piece where, like, you know, if you have some sort of messaging on your clothes or whatnot, yeah. it's, like, a little bit louder it, it's you know and so it hits to, different yeah it hits it's different. to have that conversation and like spread those you know good vibes through yeah. through the clothes that we wear yeah so we're working yeah. on some I can, let me know i am i love for instance like techno mm-hmm. so and like house oh, yeah. music and nice like, yeah. So do we. Yeah. yeah let's go dancing yeah um like my favorite shirt that I've worn forever. It just like says techno like that I made. And like I have like another one that I got from like a defective thing. It says like house music all mm-hmm. life long and like things like that. Cause I'm like, I want to identify mm-hmm. partially. I'm like, this is what I love. Mm-hmm. And then for others that see it, they're like, that's my shit too. Yeah. And then I'm yeah. like, yes. Yeah. So if it's like psychedelics, it'd be like, uh, yes. Like yeah. this magic mushroom on here. We'll like, get you laced up for sure, Kat. Yeah. I yeah. think uh, the whole thing for us too is we want it all made in Los Angeles. So we have, yeah. we've got, uh, everything being done here locally and, and right. it's and not being, yeah. Yeah. That's really important for us too, yeah. obviously is to, you know, not, cause a bigger imprint on the earth than we yes. than we need to and so i think that yeah, that's f- one of the things that 
we always think about, you know, whether yeah. it's the jewelry or the, the apparel, it's, it's, you know, how many, what's the ripple effect of people that it's affecting and is it affecting all of the people yep. that touch what we're doing in a positive way? Cause if mm-hmm. it's not, I just, I don't want to align. Well, what's the it, point, you know? right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, not, so yeah. I think everything that we do aligns with who we are as people, our yeah. ideals, our, our morals or whatever you want to yeah. refer to it as. And so, yeah, I mean, we're we're prepping for a big year, and so when is it going to launch? Uh, spring, yeah. <gasps> so up. we're working on yeah. the spring collection right cool. now. Yeah, yeah um, putting the final touches on on concepts and everything. And so. the designs, yeah. This time around, with the prototype, I was like, yes, I'm wearing it. There was not even a like. Here's a scraggly edge. I don't know about this. I think a scraggly a, edge. A scraggly a scra- edge. <laughs> She's like, this is not luxurious no, enough. No, like pouring jewelry. I feel like the yeah, first, yeah, the yeah. first few t- tries was yeah. kind of, uh, kind of Yeah, and we're really particular right. people. Plus, like, I think when you're building a brand, especially one that for us started in, in fine jewelry, right? Yeah. Our, our items are, are not, you know... Um, cheap by any means but i think when you're when you're doing something that you're the focus is on sustainability you're Mm -hmm. you're making it here in the united states in los angeles and and you know uh, you're sourcing it from the right places um you know that it i feel like as a brand grows that's part of its story and it's only going to help uh, resonate with people who share the same beliefs you know so spring drop right yeah yeah we're stoked you guys this was so much fun. So much this fun. Was so it was amazing. Yeah. You really like everything you were saying. I can't wait to talk about aliens with you. Well, we'll oh my gosh. It'll, we, it'll, have a, we have a story. Like, really? We have oh. some. Yeah. Oh, we, like we could, alien story. Yeah, yeah. Like, so. One of the collections that You're we like, dropped. And we're not done. Well, well, well <laughs> we don't have to tell the. We're not. We don't have to get into the alien story now. We can maybe do like round two. Yeah, round uh, two aliens. Ra- ra- rendezvous with Kat. Uh, but one of the collections that we did for Laura Basil is called the Making Contact Collection, and it was inspired from uh, a Joshua Tree experience that we legit had. No, um, no, no. Okay, just tell me. Like, this oh, is, this, damn. This is, and no psychedelics are involved in this experience. So. Either. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so nobody, nobody listening can be like, "You're just tripping." Yeah. Like, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> people know us, and they're like, "Were you guys on drugs?" Yeah. And, and I'm like, like, "But even if I was, like, I probably would have still saw it." Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, if not more. Yeah, yeah. If not way more. Yeah. yeah. So when Lord Basil, I know we're kind of coming full circle here, but when Lord Basil started to take off after we, we first launched with our one piece, I was like, "Okay, we need to do a collection." What is that going to be? I don't know. So we end up at the the same time uh, going out to the desert. We were staying in Palm Springs at this time and at the uh, Avalon Hotel, one of our favorite hotels out in mm-hmm. Palm Springs. And uh, they have this nice adult-only pool, highly recommend, you know, mm-hmm. no kids. And But anyway, we come back from... <laughs> have a babe, a good yeah. place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go. Of the screaming children. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's such a different pool experience. But anyway, so we end up coming back one night, right? And we go to the pool, and we're just I'm just like laying on my back, just like floating up, like looking at the sky. And if you've been to Palm Springs, like, you know, the vibe there, it's Mm -hmm. super cool. You're like tucked right against the mountains. Uh, But way, way up, which looked like to be stars almost. Right over the mountains. Because you can see kind of the the outline of the mountain mountain. at night. Mm -hmm. It was obviously nighttime. And so we were looking at the stars, but then above the outline of the mountains. We just see these three dots almost like in a triangle right and then i was like that's kind of weird and then they all started to kind of move well you said you said that's weird and then you're like he's he said sounder do you see that mm-hmm. and i, I was like am moment, i tripping out right now that's the moment that i looked up and it was the same thing it was three dot three lights in a triangle mm-hmm. and i was like that's so strange what is that and as soon as like i clicked in consciously the it started to move and like they the, started to move around each other around almost like they other. were just like kind of playing like flying around each like thing and i was like what like it wasn't the? it was like a backwards and circle like circle around the other lights kind of motion where it 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 didn't wow. look like any craft that i've ever seen flying and I, the question is like could it be a drone yeah, but like the I felt the like way it was too high. It was really high. And like I said, it was they were flying like around each other. Like but it was the second that I like consciously connected to it too that that weird movement started and we we watched it for a good like 
two minutes because we had a conversation between each other. I'm mm-hmm. like, you see this, right? And and Zach's like, yeah, I see it. And I got so happy and excited because I was like, yeah. whoa, this is like the thing that I've wanted to see for forever, like thought yeah. about, but never thought like maybe this will be something I see in my lifetime. And then right off the bat, I like, I just felt really really strongly that I like I just need to go into my heart and and like give gratitude for this experience and for being able to see what I'm seeing but also like put that boundary up there like that's all I got like I don't want any like don't come into my bedroom (laughs) don't give me a phone call like I'm really excited to see this like not really down for abductions like those are my personal boundaries please respect them and just like get that message out there just like in case there was any confusion that is hilarious but honestly that it made, yeah, but like yeah, it was that, like that a good sense. two to three minutes. Like we both had a conversation about wow. seeing it, and then, and then all it of a was sudden, just gone. Boom! It just disappeared. Just disappeared. It like, just out of stopped, and so that was what was really crazy. Well, that was, that was our that was our first ever experience like that. Like you know, you think of things that you know uh, people like say, oh, UFOs or UFO abductions or mm-hmm. ghosts or this and that. Right? I've never had any experience with any of that but i'm like i'm the kind of person that's like okay anything's plausible right energy exists like anything's plausible and also to have the small-minded belief that us humans are like the only thing in the universe like come on yeah like no no but nothing's ever happened to me personally and so i've just gone living my life like oh sure like you know yeah these people with their ufo stories like who just like wakes up one day and they're like i'm gonna make up a ufo story right i'm gonna try and get some clout <laughs> you know, like, yeah, no, yeah, and yeah. so you know, we told friends and we've shared this story, and and people like were like, Whoa, that's like really crazy. And it's you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, you're in Palm Springs, like, Oh, you're in Joshua Tree, like, Oh, that's a given, like, you're gonna probably see some weird shit in the sky, you know. And so after that, I was kind of like, Okay, for Basil, we're gonna do like a space, like, making contact, like, theme collection. So I'm wearing some I of it right the now, name, making contact, yeah, so. The whole story was uh, making contact at 33 and North because Joshua Tree is technically at one of the the parallels um, in, in the world where there's a lot of UFO activity that actually mm-hmm. occurs. And so um, that ties into the story that we did. But it was it was. A, yeah. Yep. And gold is really interesting, too, because I think as a um, as a metal, there are stories from like ancient civilizations of different alien civilizations and entities oh. actually coming to Earth to mine gold. For their own purposes and like creating a whole like race of humans around that. Also then, somewhat yeah. plausible because you think about it in all our technology, like our iPhones, everything, gold is used as a, a conductor. Uh, yeah. It's like it, it's like literally in everything. Yeah, yeah, so we can get real deep with that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! Like I can't wait. You want to eat some mushrooms and talk about it? Yeah, yeah for real. Not a bad part idea. two coming right? soon. Yeah, I'll call up my friends. Be like, I I'm ready to see you again. Uh, yeah. Twenty twenty one. Get 2020, ready. Twenty twenty. By the way, They're oh, and I just and. With uh, you saw it in the new COVID bill about the UFO disclosure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's gonna like get fucking coming. weird I this know. year, and I can't wait. I can't yeah, wait. good thing we have I Space can't. Force to protect us. Yeah, well, good thing we have people like us too that like are not again not feeding fear into it. Yeah, where I'm like I think that that's the biggest thing is like if there is any kind of like mass disclosure event, which it's kind of getting seated a little bit, yep. but mm-hmm. but. We have to meet the whatever it is, and I I personally believe these beings have been around for a long time. They're just you know ready yeah. to yeah. ready to. It's tell not going to be story. like Mars attacks. But we can't. Yeah, can we you imagine? Like, oh my god! The last thing <laughs> they that I want gum see, to be here. Yeah, right. I love that. Uh, silly the last movie. thing I want to see is like some sort of like hateful war type I know. scenario. I know. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. Yeah. So we'll everybody see. take your psychedelics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So friends. get on our level, everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> for real, for real. <laughs> Figure out where you want to go with your career. It's so oh, hilarious. Thank you both so much. Again. Thank you. Yeah. So thank great you. to thank chat with so you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much for having us. And for everyone listening and watching, as always, trip on this. <laughs>